any sense to not agree. And you take those areas of agreement, whether it's the COVID, whether it's a traffic area in our downtown, whether it's a construction of a development, no matter what it may be, you take where everybody, those, those areas where we have some commonality and you start from there and work outwards. And, and uh, uh, Jerry's off to a great start. Uh, I was, you know, I was police chief here and I worked under quite a few mayors and uh, that they, they seem, that's where we go. We, uh, politics aside, each and every mayor that I've worked for and Jerry's right in the next in, the, in a long line of people that I'm working with now is uh, we're looking for the best for everybody. Jerry, would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, Councilman Coons. It's a uh, it's totally a different beast being mayor during the pandemic. Um, it's something that none of us has ever dealt with before, and hopefully, never will have to deal with something like this again. Um, but we have to do obviously what's best for our town, and we like Councilman Coons said, we have to come to a middle of the ground with things. Um, it's just I've been on council for. Oh, it was over 12 years, but when I got appointed as acting mayor, when Mayor DiGiovanni resigned and things are new for me and their things are new for the council. And we just have to work and try to make things as normal as possible in our town. So, Jerry, um, uh, as a lifelong resident of Hackettstown, you bring something really important to to the table as as the mayor, uh, you have such uh, such a great institutional history of how uh, Hackestown uh, has been and 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 how it's evolved into what it is today. Can you talk about how that uh, how that affects your perspective going forward? Well, sure. It's just uh, I, I've seen a lot. I was born in 1963 and grown up in this town, and I've seen where Lowe's is when it was just fields and there was no. Um, fast food alley, as they call it. And I, I've just come to learn that there's a lot of different people in this town that want different things, that like different things. And I've learned through my years that you have to have a balance where you can give and take to accommodate or try to accommodate. You're never going to accommodate everybody, but try to accommodate as many people as possible. It's a, it's been a wonderful town to grow up in live in and I, I wouldn't ever change that and it's just I just try I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to keep that ball rolling where it's a good town for people to want to live and raise their kids in. Fran, so, if I may uh, just to, to add on to what Jerry says uh, anecdotally uh, I, I remember when I was police chief uh, back at the time uh, Mayor Smith uh, Jim Smith was mayor and Eminem was looking, Eminem Mars was looking to do something with a parking lot. And, and they're, they're very uh, community conscious. So anything they do, they, they make certain that the uh, uh, community uh, does, does not take any type uh, of setback with it. So they, they were looking to put a parking lot in and, and a neighbor came to town to his council meeting and said to the mayor, you know, uh, they're going to put a parking lot there. Now I look out my backyard and, and uh, it's just all fields and now there's going to be lights and this and that. And, and we're going to be hidden by buffer trees anyhow. But anyway, and uh, so the mayor very patiently looked at him and, and, and he said, thank you, sir. And then the mayor responded by saying, you know, I know exactly how you feel. Because when I came here, I looked out my back window and same thing, beautiful trees and fields. And uh, the, the gentleman said to the mayor, yeah, exactly. And then what happened? The mayor said, they built your house. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, touche, right? It's a little. Uh, uh, we learn to we learn to adopt change. Uh, we we don't really necessarily have to embrace change, but we have to engage it, and uh, certainly feeds over to all things such as you know the diversity of our community, uh, showcased by uh, as myself and Tim were talking about the different restaurants there. This it, is a wonderful thing. So uh, let's go down uh, uh, that line for a, a minute now when we're talking about the restaurants and uh, other type of kind of um, um, uh, different types of businesses that are coming into town, especially now during the pandemic. What are some of the things that Hackettstown is doing to um, kind of help businesses out to make sure that they survive this tough time? 
Uh, what got, what can you you folks do to help that? Well, I'll start. Um, one of the things that we've done is we suspended the food license permits for 2021, which means that we're not collecting any fees from restaurants. Um, they're working off their old license and they're not going to have to pay this year. Um, we're trying everything we can. We've allowed restaurants to have tents, outdoor tents, which don't really come in very handy right now, this time of the year. But um, And we've set up a tent in one of our parking lots for businesses to serve food in. Um, our business improvement district is uh, our executive director is trying our darndest to put events together to bring people to our town so they can see what businesses we have here and try to bring business to those to those businesses to keep them afloat during this time. Well, there is so much positive in, in the town, uh, you know, between the restaurants that are popping up and, and the breweries. Um, uh, I, I think that I read um, recently in, in, on NJ.com that Hackettstown was in the top 10 towns to go to in New Jersey for kind of up and coming uh, foodie towns. And um, that was really a, a, a nice thing to see. And, and uh, is that something that you think that you would uh, kind of um, try to uh, promote and develop even further than it is uh, so far? Absolutely. Um, I think the restaurants that we have in town are wonderful. And it's hard to pick what one you want to go to when they're open. It's uh, There's many different types of restaurants. There's pub type, there's Italian, there's Polish. You, you, you have a very large choice when you want to go to, out and have a bite to eat around town. And they're good. They're not just there, you know, serving food. They're actually, they take pride in their food and they serve a very nice meal. And we definitely want to continue to have our restaurants improve and improve our town's look because, hey, if people come here to eat, they might see a little store that's there. Hey, let's go look in that store. Wonder what the, wonder what they sell in there. Or let's go to the pickle store. Let's try some pickles. Let's bring some pickles home. There's just so much in town that, um, we're trying to improve and keep the ball rolling with it. Oh, I know uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were going to stop in at Sigmeister uh, to taste uh, one of their new beers, and our reservation hadn't fit in yet. So uh, we decided to just take a walk up and down Main Street. And of course, uh, even at that time of night, uh, some of the stores were open, dropped into Tracy's Candy Store, had some candy, chatted up Tracy. And it was really nice to walk up and down the street and uh, see some people out and uh, still be able to go back to, to Sigmeister, have some food brought in. Uh, you know, it's even in the pandemic, it's really a fun place to be. And I think I, I would suggest that the word is spreading throughout the state, especially among all the craft beer geeks, that this is a great right. place to come. We sure hope so. That's for sure. So oftentimes you hear them say that the malls killed Main Street. Can Main Street kill the malls? Len, do you want to speak on this or you want me to? Oh, I don't know about Main Street, but Amazon's doing a good job. <laughs> uh, you know, here, here's what's, I, I think it's a little different, Tim. What's happening is, um, a, a, in my opinion, a couple of things. First, first of all, car dealers have seen this for, uh, you often see like a, a strip of a, an area where there's seven or eight car dealers. You say, why are there so many car dealers in one area? You will find out if you have a lot in one area, you, you draw more people in. So we're, we're getting a lot of different. But also what I see is happening is, is that it, what, what, the diverse type of, of, of um, restaurants that are going in with diverse cultures. And, and very often those cultures have, have a different approach to business i.e. They'll, they'll stay open late hours where where traditional business kind of got to where, you know, hey, we're, we're going to stay open uh, nine to five and then we're, we're out of here. And, and uh, I think in today's day and age where people that, that, that are not accustomed to, to that cutoff that, hey, as long as people are coming in at night and we're going to stay open, uh, we're starting to see that a little bit. And that's it's a good thing. So. Uh, I don't know if we could put a mall. I don't know what the future of the mall is, but I'm awful optimistic about the future of our main street. I agree. I uh, I feel that. I mean, I, I I visited the mall this past Christmas to do some Christmas shopping with my girlfriend, and 
I'll tell you, when I was a kid, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, going to Rockway Mall, it was mobbed. It, it was horrible. Now, this past Christmas when I went, I'll tell you, it was nowhere near like it used to be. So those people are, like Len said, maybe it is Amazon, but a lot of people like the old downtown feel, the old downtown shops. And I, you know, I think a, a good downtown area, not only in Hackettstown, but throughout, could affect malls. Absolutely. And, and you know, Tim, a couple other things. We've just, the mayor has uh, had the parking suspended in town. We've made uh, application to the uh, uh, Division of Alcoholic Beverages to, to allow for different things. So whatever whatever we can do, I mean, this is a partnership. This is a business-public partnership. And Laurie, the new bid director, works really puts in a lot of time to make this work. But uh, but I think if everybody buys in, that that's where the success comes from. You know, this, the cynics can stay on their website and, and be critical of everything. But to those that are out there, uh, they're, they're pleasantly surprised. And I think we're seeing more and more of them. So I do notice the red hoods over the uh, uh, meters on Main Street, right? And I'm uh, thinking that that's a, a, a temporary measure. Has there been any thought to uh, maybe um, uh, just going to like a, an hourly limit on free parking? Um, and, and what would be the reasons why that, that could or couldn't happen? Well, uh, go ahead, Len. I, I was on the parking. I, I just resigned from the parking authority recently, but uh, I, I was on it. All options are on the table. Everything from continue as is until um, or, or getting away with parking. Here's the problem uh, that we have had in the past, and this could change, Tim, is if there was no parking meters, people that worked in the stores and certainly people that live atop the apartments would park in front all day and there'd be no turnover of traffic. So there's no great revenue being generated, uh, a few dollars by the parking. But really, it's to, to turn over the parking so that when people do come to town, there's a place to park. Yeah, that's a good, uh, a, a very good point. I think other towns that do it, though, you know, have a pretty strict time limit. And uh, so their, um, their, their uh, parking authority then turns into like, you know, chalk marking uh, <laughs> patrol, right? make sure that people leave so that that uh, revenue that you may have gotten from 25 cents in the meter turns into a $25 ticket when somebody doesn't move quick enough. Right. Getting back to Main Street, I mean, is there a, um, what are the the pros and cons to your Main Street being a, uh, a state highway? Well, some of the pros, there's pros and cons, but some of the pros are they're liable for the maintenance of them the repaving, snow plowing, but there's some of the cons of it are that we don't have any say over it. They can basically do whatever they want, when they want, and that makes it sometimes a little difficult for the town to, um, you know, partner with them because they have say over them and they don't want to really hear much from us. Were, were the new brick um, uh, crosswalks that were just installed recently, was, was that a state-funded uh, project? And was that something that emanated at the state? Or is that something that uh, was kind of uh, done cooperatively with the town? That was a state project. That was part of the repaving project. That was all done by the state, which I, I, they, I believe they turned out very well. I like those crosswalks. They're easy to see they're visible and uh i don't know so much about those bike arrows but as far yeah, as crosswalks, to do with those yeah those those bike arrows are i don't i'm still not really sure what the purpose of those are on a main street like that but again we have nothing to say about that so it makes it a bit more difficult but again the uh crosswalks they're i think they're fairly good they're i think their personal opinion is they're more visible than the old just white crosswalks were well this is probably a good time to take a break and um, um, you've been listening to wnti.org the voice of centenary university this is leadership matters uh, we'll be right back and welcome back to leadership matters here on uh, wnti.org the voice of centenary university uh, this evening we have with us councilman lenny coons from, uh, from the town of hackettstown and Mayor Jerry DeMeo from the town of Hackettstown. Uh, 
So, uh, fellas, uh, uh, I'm interested very much in the dynamic uh, and the roles that exist between the, the mayor and the town council. Um, in New Jersey has this different kind of forms of government. Some have a strong mayor, some have a weak mayor. And a lot of times that kind of defines the relationship that the mayor has with the town council. So, Jerry, in your short term as uh, your short tenure so far as mayor, how are you finding the role of mayor and the powers that you have and how they relate with uh, your good buddies on the town council? Well, the way they relate is the way I was raised and the way I am is I don't need to show authority unless it, it's necessary. I don't need to have people know, uh, oh, you're the mayor of town. You make the rules. You do this. You do that. I'm not a person like that. I work very closely with our council. I, I depend on them. I really appreciate everything they do. And I listen to everything they bring to me. And I don't know everything. And I'll never say that I do. And I depend on people that are smarter than me. And I am very grateful to have a council that has experience. Mr. Coons has been around our town a long time. He was the chief of police in Hackstown for a long time. He's seen a lot. I depend on him and I, I'm grateful for what he can bring to me. I don't need to say, no, this way, my way, not your way. It's going to be my way. It's not like that with me. I Sometimes you have to show authority, but if I don't have to show it, you would never know I was even mayor. And I'm sure that provides uh, that kind of attitude brings a real good uh, working relationship. I'm sure the town council appreciates that. Is that what you're finding? So far in the short time that I've been here, yeah, they uh, I've had different calls tell me what they want to do. I said, go ahead, talk to your committee, talk to the attorney, see what we can do. And they do it. And if it's feasible and it's practical, we'll do it. I don't need to be a micromanager on what they do that they inevitably need to pass it by me, but I don't need to be a micromanager. We have people just like myself that are on council that know things and can get things done. So uh, if you can uh, refresh everybody's uh, recollection on, on how the administrative structure of the town works, this isn't a mayor uh, council with a, a manager, is it? No, we're a strong mayor. Okay. So you are the chief executive officer of the town, right? Correct. Do you spend uh, about how much time a week do you spend uh, on your mayoral duties? Well, since I, I've had back surgery in November, I've been out of work. So being that I'm getting my feet wet, I've been spending probably two to three hours per day on it, um, meeting with our town administrator. Our town administrator is a wealth of knowledge. Mr. Custer has been around for over 30 some odd years and knows He's a plethora of knowledge, and I, I do lean on him for a lot of things, and I meet with him pretty much daily to see if anything new is happening, and if I have any questions, if I need any advice, I'll talk to him, see what he says, then I'll think about it, and uh, so far, everything's been working working out fine. I'm getting, like I said, I'm getting my feet wet, learning. I try to learn as much as I can about it, and uh I learned a lot from our past mayors, Mayor Giovanni and Mayor Lavery, and uh, I'm looking to learn every day. Oh, that's great attitude. So um, uh, organizations, at least in the business world, typically have uh, big picture goals that they set uh, on a periodic basis. Um, they, uh, are there any such like big picture goals that the Hackestown governing body is working on now? Not big picture goals. We're looking to keep providing services for our town while making it livable where we're not having high municipal tax increases. We're, we're very reasonable on our tax increases here. Last year, I think on an average home in Hackettstown, I think the tax in, the municipal tax increase was like $30 or $32. Um, we're looking to keep being able to be debt-free. Um, when we need new equipment, we are able to purchase it through our capital budget. Um, we put money in our capital budget every year so we can be debt-free. Um, new DPW equipment. Um, one of these years, the fire department is going to be looking for a new vehicle. Where you know, which 
at the time, we hoped to have enough money in our capital budget to be able to purchase. And uh, we still look to do our recreation fields to keep them all up to date and very playable. We have an excellent recreation commission that keeps our fields and all our park areas clean, neat, and a place where residents can go and either walk or play a little game on them. So did, did I get that correctly? Uh, Hackestown is debt-free? Yes, we've been debt-free for, I don't know, Len, two, three years now? Yeah, this is, this is our third year. So when you say that was a goal of ours, you know, Jerry was part of the county governing body under a couple of different mayors. Mayor Lavery made that a start and we stuck to it. And right now we, we are 100% debt-free, um, pay as we go. Now, that, that does not... And, and I'm not speaking for the mayor. I'm speaking as a member of council. You know, we're the ones that put the wild ideas into the mayor's head, try to get them passed. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean that we, we're, we object to going into debt for something, right? I mean, we bought that park. That was a, one of the best investments the town ever did was the park down by the hospital, uh, Riverside Park. And, and I think uh, going future, I don't know whether it be in, under Jerry's tenure or somewhere down the line, you know, we're, we're going to need a municipal building. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And and if the right deal come, came along, we'd be in a wonderful position to make that type of acquisition. I well, agree with that. And you never know uh, the way uh, things are working with uh, remote offices. Some of that, some office space in town, that could easily be converted to town halls. I've seen that happen. I think one of the Clintons did that not too long ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, with the building that we're in, and and it served us well. I had a great career out of that building, but but it's it doesn't serve the needs as efficiently as possible. And you know, maybe at some point a building could come available, or we could even put all the administrative school administrative buildings everybody together so that it'd be one-stop shopping when it comes to the residents it's a good goal to have yeah i mean it, as councilman coon said it was so bad there for some of our reorganization meetings on january 1st we'd have to move them to the high school auditorium so we can allow enough people to come in that wanted to come in and, and view our meetings because our town hall i think we're the capacity 66 i want to say somewhere in the 60s and you know, if we can't have, if people are not allowed to come to the meeting, we have to cancel our meeting and find a place that is appropriate so for the amount of people that want to come to the meeting. So Councilman Coons is not far off track with what he's saying, I can tell you that. Yeah, that uh, that meeting room it does get cozy, especially if you're there yeah. on a court day. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been there on a court day, but... So, so Mayor, uh, you're probably walking the fine line between wanting to keep your taxes down and maintain your services while also trying to be um, um, aggressive in trying to get uh, development or redevelopment into the town to create some more tax rateables. What is on the horizon for Hackettstown? Are there any projects coming up or any type of opportunities coming up, uh, you know, that would generate revenue for the town? Well, right now there's not a lot of space left. There's the uh, old Bergen tool site where there's negotiations going on for uh, the back part of the project. Um, and then there's the space down by the Lowe's. It's the old, it's called Lionsgate. Um, that's kind of dormant right now, but Besides that, there's, as far as I know, there's not a real lot on the horizon now. As far as far as new development in town, but what about um, any type of redevelopment or kind of repurposing of existing buildings? Do you, do you see anything like that happening? Um, as of right now, I don't, but that doesn't mean that things could change. Uh, I know that the old hometown hardware, just the, the, the owners of that just retired. So there's going to be a building there that could possibly be something different, you know, in a fairly new future, hopefully. Um, but again, 
Um, nothing on the horizon right at this moment. Uh, you know, Tim, uh, we talked, Fran had mentioned that we, we were uh, debt free, and Jerry mentioned also uh, mentioned this um, project that's going on, the, the Bergen Tool project, which took up you know quite a bit of the last council meeting. So we're not talking about things that aren't public information. But uh, we have to be so careful as we expand because the school is at its capacity. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you look at any of the studies that were done and look at the numbers, the school's at its capacity. Anything that puts a, a significant hit to the school could bust that debt-free status wide open. And, and uh, so so as we go, yes, we, we always want keep our eye out for, as I said, we're debt-free, so we could do things, but we got to do them with, with we'll see what the collateral issues will be along the way. So um, with regard to the development of the uh, uh, the old Bergen Tool property, right, um, there was going to be some type of mixed housing in there, correct? That's correct. So um, in a demographer's report, right, when, you know, that, that you or your or your town planner would use to try to, you know, get an estimate of the number of school-aged children that might come out of the different types of housing units uh, that could go back there. Uh, and I think Fran can uh, vouch for this as well. There's, there's been some changes. Uh, like the, those apartments and townhouses used to yield uh, fewer students per unit than a, uh, a single family house would. And it's it, it's uh, uh, the margin has either closed completely or maybe even flipped where there are a lot of students coming out of townhomes now and a lot of students coming out of uh, apartments. So, you know, I think that sometimes people say, oh, that's going to just be apartments. So that's not going to have an impact on um, on the schools or the infrastructure the way that a single family house would, but I don't know whether that's true anymore. Do you, what, what's your experience with that? Well, that's one of the issues that we had in the negotiations with uh, Jay developers from the old Bergen tool site. They, uh, with the, uh, I believe, what was it, land 102 units total, I believe, that they're proposing for over there? I, I thought it was more like 140, Jay. Okay, well, it was in the, it was less than 150. They, yeah. they 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 were telling us that it was only going to yield 17 students to the school system, which we found to be a crazy number. To be quite honest with you, that, that, um, they're speaking with a forked tongue on that one. I don't. Yeah, we, we none of us could figure out where they got the number. They told us what study they used, and it just wasn't well, well agreed upon. Well, if you recall, Jer, uh, the the the. The, one of the planners was there, and I asked them this infamous Rutgers study that they always want to refer to, and yeah. I asked what, if I could get a copy of that because there's many, and the, they were told, I was told, they no longer are using that Rutgers study that they've come up with their own. I remember that. That raised a red flag to me. Right, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, if you're going to have two- and three-bedroom apartments, I, I would assume that you're going to have a family, and I would assume that that family is going to be school-age children, and I, I guess they don't agree with that, I guess. I don't know. I, we, we, we're we scratching our heads wondering what they're talking about, to be quite honest with you. Well, and again, the, the, the question I also ask them is that they're proposing these are going to be high-end apartments, which it, it's, it's, it's not an area of town that has... Uh, high develop high price development surrounding it. So if they can't rent a, these two or three bedroom apartments at, at exorbitant at three thousand dollars a month uh, to a single family, what are they going to do? Let them stay dormant? No. Now you're going to have families that will bring multiple generations in. And, and exactly. you know, we 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 have issue with you know the overcrowding in apartments on Main Street area as it is. And uh, I just don't see how. They certainly didn't persuade me that th this would go make us go the other way. I agree 100 percent. Well, if you remember um, when the Bilby Road uh, Oak Hill development went into uh, independence, 
you know, that was all tatted. Oh, it's all going to be senior citizens. We're not going to have any kids. And um, <laughs> I think that kind of <laughs> blew that out of the water real quick. Uh, sure did. You know, the, the, the Great Meadows School District really got hit hard bit by all the kids that come out of that development. So I and wouldn't where, trust those developers. And where do those kids go to high? Where do they go to high school? They go to yeah, high school. Yeah, down high. Well, and then, Fran, the kick, the kicker to this whole project, and again, this was all discussed in a public forum, so I'm not giving out anything about confidentiality, breaking any type of confidentiality, is not only do they come in with these numbers, but they also want us to go into a pilot program where the schools will be totally cut out of the funding. You know, what was the it, it just doesn't behind make them. that? Excuse me? There, there's absolutely, what's that, a pilot program for um, uh, financial ruin? I guess, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to bait us that the town will make all the money. Well, you know, maybe on the municipal side we will, but we're remember we're debt free. So while we certainly count our pennies, it, it's not uh, the, the the ultimate priority we always go to. But the bottom line is, if it's if the schools have to spend a lot of money because you didn't get any, it's right. coming out of the same checkbook anyhow. Well, right. and if you think about it, the school tax uh, levy is significantly larger than the municipal levy, so. Uh, mm -hmm. It just—it sounds like they're just playing with words, and not reality. They're, they're doing what they try to do, and they try to make as much money as they can, and they don't really care. They'll try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes that will listen. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they want to turn the turn the titles as quickly as possible so they they can get on to their next project. Exactly. A, a a citizen made a comment that vacant land of that size will bring us about $72,000 a year tax revenue without us spending a penny on it. So I was I always know. told back way back when I started on the planning board, I was always told that vacant land is the best rateable because it doesn't cost anything for anybody. You know, the other uh, uh, thing that a lot of people don't uh, understand either, especially those that live in the sending towns of Alamuchi, Liberty, uh, and Independence, if the schools get stressed and the high school has to expand, the capital portions, uh, the debt uh, of the debt on the capital portions is passed along to the, um, um, you know, to the sending districts in in uh, in their per pupil cost because mm -hmm. that that's an eligible cost. I have that right, yeah. don't I, Fran? Just for the high yeah, school. I, I, um, yeah, you do have it right, I believe, Tim. Yeah, it's the prince, just the principal uh, portion of right. the uh, of, of the um, uh, investment can be charged back to the sending districts for uh, the, the grades that the sending district is, uh, you know, sending for. So it does have an impact on, on the surrounding towns as well. Sure. Sure. So there, are, there are very, very few phone? times that mutual agreement uh, or projects that are offered by a contractor mutually benefit the town and the contractor. That's true. They're looking to make as much as they can. Uh, on that mo uh, point, uh, this would be a good opportunity to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to w uh, Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. And welcome back to Leadership Matters here on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. We have two very special guests this evening, Mayor Jerry DeMeo from Hackettstown and Councilman Lenny Coons from Hackettstown. So, uh, fellas, we were talking about development in town uh, and the redevelopment issues. Any uh, new projects coming in town that uh, people would be interested in knowing about? Um, at this time, the only thing that I know that's and it's only proposed is that uh, slaughterhouse on Steiger Street. That's before the land use board now. And as far as other projects, I know of any. I don't know of any. So, on that slaughterhouse. Um, I know it's gotten a fair amount of uh, publicity on uh, on the internet chat rooms and uh, on the radio, um, but it seems to me, and I don't know how you guys feel, uh, that uh, you know Hackettstown, I think, is still designated as an agricultural center by uh, by the state, or at least it used to be uh, not too long ago on the state master plan, and it seems, uh, you know, that's 
kind of fits within that description, uh, assuming it's appropriately regulated and the site plan is, is appropriate. Uh, do you guys, or if you're in a position, do you have a, to, to say, do you have a, any thoughts about that? Um, I personally would rather not speak on that because I don't want to ever be accused of trying to lead the land use board one way or another. Um, I don't think it's appropriate. I think I, I've been in their shoes as a planning board member, and I feel that it's not an easy job. You can't keep everybody happy, and they're going to make a decision that some people are going to like and some won't, and I feel that that should be left to them personally. So I always thought that uh, planning boards and land use boards and boards of adjustment out, out here in Warren County um, – really uh, have a, a especially difficult time uh, with development. You know, for many years, the, the real hot development was out here in Warren County. Um, and we run into that issue that, you know, this has long been an agricultural area, a rural area, that it's kind of changing. And so the governing bodies when developing uh, master plans and boards of adjustment and uh, land use and planning boards, when uh, considering applications and making recommendations on land use plans, we kind of have to weigh that balance between, okay, are we becoming a suburb? Or are we still rural and agricultural? And, you know, so I guess that really, the question is, uh, what is what is the current identity of Hackettstown? Well, I feel that we're still rural. I mean, are we progressing as far as different types of businesses that we didn't have as, for example, just having a main street where we didn't have the Lowe's and the McDonald's and stuff that we didn't have back in the fifties and sixties. I do, but I still think that we still have the country feel out here. And uh, I don't know. It's as far as the slaughterhouse, it's just a tough, it's a, it's a tough application for the board to hear because of, you know, there's a very there's a ordinance that specifically states no slaughterhouses in Hackettstown, so there has to be a variance. So that makes it difficult, and there's quite a few residents that are speaking out against it. So they're listening, and they're uh, going to make a decision that's what's best that they feel is best for the town. But as far as the identity of the town, I still believe that the town is identified as a rural community that you know that does have some. Um, amenities that are more modern. Well, one of the things I always liked about it when I first came out here 30 some years ago, um, you know, you had the the livestock market, which is I guess where they want to put the uh, the slaughterhouse. But mm -hmm. you've got the fish hatchery, um, and uh, I heard stories about all the greenhouses that used to be out here, uh, and how the school would take. Uh, spring break for all the guys to go out uh, to work in the greenhouses for Easter flowers and stuff like that. Um, and you still see a lot of that uh, around Hackettstown. Let's face it, Hackettstown really is kind of the vocal, vocal point of this part of Warren County. So it seemed to me that some of the most charming aspects of, of living out here was having a town like Hackettstown where you still have that rural and country feel you go into town, you see people that you know all the time. Um, it's kind of kind of like extended family almost. Right, it is. Go ahead, man. You know, friend, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to it. I mean, the identity of uh, Centenary University was a finishing school for females. And if you suggested to anybody now that, that that's what this should be, they'd bring you out of here so fast. So, but let's let's take a look at Hackerstown. Yeah, it has all those that charm that you said, and and what we have a hospital, we have a major corporation here, we have a downtown, we have a train station, we have a business district, we have our city sewer and waters, we have paved, uh, uh, we have our own school district. So yeah, it, and the city sewer and water. Well, we're under ten thousand people. Hackerstown, the greater area, is probably thirty five thousand that we supply. And um, uh, so I'm not too sure, you know, we, we, uh, matter of fact, going back to when I was police chief, when I had to do the uniform crime report, we were designated as a rural center, which is a little bit different than a, a suburban town. But everybody from the surrounding areas comes here. So while, you know, I, I certainly respect 
and enjoy the charm of the old fashioned. I mean, the old fashioned charm and a, a rest, a downtown foodie section, as Tim characterized it before, really don't, you know, that, that that's not a great match. So we're changing. Our identity is changing. And, and it's not for the worse. And that's not to say we throw out the, the baby with the bathwater and get rid of all the folksy stuff. But, uh, you know, we're, we're debt free for a reason. And I think that's because we engage the change. Uh, some people don't embrace it, but everybody seems to engage it. And, and uh, we're unique. And, and I like being unique. Well, I agree. I, 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 to me, I think Hackersdale is a great place. I just, I am, I got so lucky when I, when I got the opportunity to move out here and I, I never regret a moment of it. But as a, as a leader in the town, that's really a challenge, right, uh, Len? Because you, you've got uh, a, a significant portion of the population holding on to that older conceptualization of the town, and you got a lot of new folks. And I'm kind of considered a new folk. I've only been here 30 years. Uh, that maybe see it in a different way. So right. as the right. mayor and a right. town councilman, you've got some challenges to, to bring everybody together in harmony, don't you? Yeah, friend, me and you will always be outsiders. If you're not born and raised here like Jerry, we're outsiders. So we, we work to make it a better place, and we show our respect to, to those that were born and raised here, as they certainly deserve. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, yeah, it's a challenge, but people are reasonable. And you know what? They'll fight the fight, and then once the fight's over, they'll jump on board and make it. If, they, if they're not on the winning side, they'll still... You know, this isn't, well, I'll take my ball and go home. They say, okay, if this is what we're doing, let's make it the best we can do. And and that's what makes this town special. Jerry, can I ask you, um, as you look around the state, are there any towns uh, that are, that kind of have all the same similar demographics as Hackettstown or, or like Hackettstown that um, you could aspire to or Hackettstown could aspire to? Good question. Um uh, I know Hunter and County has a couple, maybe, but Warren County itself, not particularly. I think Hackettstown has its own little niche here, and because we have so many, we're a town center, and so many towns that surround us don't have town centers, so a lot of those towns around us come here to use what we have our restaurants, our stores. I mean, Mansfield has a little strip mall, but besides that, they don't have much. Independence really doesn't have a lot, a couple of gas stations and a little little country stores, which are, don't get me wrong, they're very nice and very, you know, country. And, uh, but Hackettstown is kind of got its own little niche here in Warren County. Phillipsburg is close to Easton and they're a little more towards that line. Um, so I, honestly, I would say that we're kind of in Warren County, as far as Warren County goes, we're kind of the town that is the niche that people come to. So I was born and raised in Somerville and mm -hmm. I see a lot of similarities between, um, uh, Hackettstown and Somerville with regard to, you know, the, the, the raw materials, right? Right. The, the elements that, that are there. Somerville may be a little bit uh, ahead, and maybe Somerville's got an advantage by being the county seat of Somerset County, and, you know, Hackettstown's not not that, but, you know, it's the same thing, a, a, a main street, a, a train station, et cetera, all those, all those good things, um, and they seem to be taking off, uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty well, and there's a lot of, uh, of new development going on there not without its, um, you know, detractors and, you know, people who aren't very happy about it because it's changing the the um, nature of town. They're saying they're gentrifying. Um, you know, they're trying to change Somerville into Hoboken. Uh, so certainly nobody wants to change Hackettstown into Hoboken. Um, but one of the things that they did that I thought was really kind of neat was that they were very frustrated at the um, uh, town level and anytime they wanted to do anything at all on Main Street, which is a state highway, 
they needed to have the permission of the um, New Jersey Department of Transportation, and it wasn't always easy to get that to close down a section of uh, Main Street Correct. or to you know do something at all like that. I'm sure that you have that same issue yes. with uh, with 46 going through. So what what they did, I guess, in cooperation with the DOT, is that they identified an alternate uh, loop around Somerville that they, the DOT um, uh, designated as kind of, I guess, um, uh, business uh, or express uh, 28 so that they, the town then could control completely what happened on Main Street. I'm wondering if that's something that, that Hackettstown could do. If you could designate like, you know, the block up on Grand Street to uh, Washington Street and then down to Warren Street or something that Warren Street could ever change from a one way, um, you know, so that in, in the cases where you did want to have festivals or close down, uh, um, you know, traffic on Main Street to, to open it up, that you wouldn't have to worry about going through the, uh, the, the hoops and challenges of getting permission from the NJD out there. That's a good question. I'm not sure if that's something that we would be able to do or not. I mean, obviously we could look into it, but I'm not sure how receptive it would be to send a lot of traffic through a residential neighborhood like that, because Washington Street is residential, um, albeit that it is a highly traveled residential road. Um, But I mean, like, again, I I don't see why it can't be um, looked into, that's for sure. It would be only for, you know, the short periods of time when you would have events, you know, that right. where you would want to bring people in. So it wouldn't be something that that would be um, all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's always give and take. Um, one of the other questions I had um, uh, for you, Jerry, going back, you know, to to this idea of trying to look around for for um, uh, rateables. Um are there any types of new businesses that are coming out that, uh, you know, might be looking at Pakistan as a possible location um, um, that, that could generate revenue without um, stressing out your infrastructure or the schools? As far as I know, I know nothing except that possibly um, dispensaries for recreational marijuana, which is still obviously not approved yet by the governor and we would have to change an ordinance in town to do that which i'm not sure i don't know if we would or not if council would be willing to listen i'm sure they would but i don't know if it would be changed and the big problem is it's federally unlawful so the problem is the town's the way it's set up is going to get a percentage of the sales the tax and how do you put that in the bank if the bank's a federal bank. That's where towns are running into some problems because federal banks can't accept illegal money. So besides that, I don't know of any businesses that are looking to come into Hackstown at this point. In in that uh, in that cannabis industry, though, uh, not just dispensaries, but growers too, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you're reading a, a lot about you know growers looking for locations, both right. in, both both inside and outside. Yes. Um, yeah, and would that be something that um, that that um, Hackstown might be interested in? I think our council would be willing to listen to anything. They'd have to get some good factual information figure out and obviously we'd have to find a find a lawful way if it was ever approved to put money in the bank that we you know that we earn from that um but i believe that we would listen to anything i'm not i can't say that we would approve it or not approve it but we would definitely most definitely listen to anything you know, one of the uh, you know one of the the things that you battle all the time is that if, if you say no to something, and they just decide to go next door, let's say to Mansfield or up the up the road to Alamuchi, right. and Alamuchi takes them. Not only are, is Alamuchi going to get the benefit of the the tax revenue, but the address will still say Hackettstown. Right, right. People will think it's in Hackettstown anyway. Right. Like we we have businesses like Target, for example, they're a zero seven eight four zero zip code, but they're not even in our county. 
That's right. That's Washington Township, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that whole issue with cannabis is, uh, although I'm sure it's going to get resolved down at the gubernatorial and the state legislature soon, it's going to take probably six months to a year for regulations to get in place and the permitting process is along so that people can actually open up. Right. And I thought I read recently that uh, the new uh, uh, Biden administration uh, has senator has some legislative backing to to change the the federal laws because so many states have right. uh, have now legalized it or decriminalized it. Well, if that ever happens, um, obviously we would obtain all the information we could, turn it over to our legal team, and have them review everything, and then. At the advisement of them, we at least know what we can legally do. Then, Jerry, uh, what do you think? Uh, we're we're coming up on the last minute of the the show, but I uh, we really didn't talk too much about um, town gown relationships and and centenary. Um, what do you see as the uh, uh, the the biggest advantage to having uh, uh, centenary in your town? I know the biggest disadvantage would be that they're taking up so much uh, property off the tax rolls, but uh, what is the biggest advantage? Uh, the big advantage is that our downtown, let's face it, a lot of times the students will go down, shop in our local stores, and help our community that way. And, I mean, there's a lot of good things about it. Like, for example, just today, I was contacted by the head wrestling coach, John Garricks, about his wrestlers, what they can do to help our community. He said in the past, what they did was shoveled out fire hydrants. So I got him a list of fire hydrants and his team is going to start clearing fire hydrants in case, God forbid, there's a fire in our town and the firemen need to get to the hydrant. So there's a lot of advantages of having them. That's excellent. Well, we're at the end of an hour, and we could probably go about another two hours, but uh, uh, time has kind of crept up on us. And um, Jerry DeMeo, mayor of Hackettstown, um, and Lenny Coons, councilman uh, in Hackettstown, thank you so much for being on with uh, Fran and I tonight. You've been listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Mm-hmm.